Hey everybody, welcome to the Unapologetic Christian Podcast. My name is Joe. Today I am joined by Matthew Reedy. I'm very blessed that he's been able to join us again today. I'm very thankful for it. Matthew, how are you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad to have you here as much as we possibly can. Definitely enjoyed doing this podcast with you. Um, as as like well, this episode last week, we're going to be talking more about the seven deadly sins. And today we're going to move on to the next deadly sin that we have on our list. And the next sin that we have is talking about anger. Um, now, just in case you didn't catch the last episode, I'm going to go through and just read a few things about the seven deadly sins and sins in general. So sin is defined as an immoral act that's considered to be a transgression against the divine law. Um, Christian traditions have adopted the seven deadly sins and, you know, they, you know, they came from Catholicism as well before we adapted to them. Um, but these are the seven sins that stand out from others in a lot of people's eyes, and they're called the seven deadly sins. Now, obviously, you know, they're not mentioned in the Bible as the seven deadly sins, but this is where most sins come from. You know, it's where they originate. But why are they called the seven deadly sins? Well, they're also known as capital sins or cardinal sins, and these transgressions are to be considered the root of all other sins. Committing these can lead to other immoral acts. Deadly sins are called this because they cause spiritual death. Our essential function as spiritual beings is to seek God and to have union with Him every single day. But sin severs that. Now, like we said in the last episode, you know, there are no big sins. There are no little sins. Sin are sins, regardless of what it is. Um, you know, if you're guilty of one, you're guilty of them all. But in this series, like we've mentioned, you know, we're just going to point out this, what the ones that are called the seven deadly sins. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so interesting fact about the seven deadly sins. Um, they've been traced back to the fourth century. A Christian monk by the name of Evagius Ponticus uh, thought of these seven deadly sins uh, is believed to be as a contrast to apostles' seven virtues. Uh, Ponticus actually listed originally eight uh, deadly sins, but combined the sins known as sorrow and despair into sloth. Uh, sorrow and despair wasn't necessarily outlined as just being sad or being depressed, but more of the mopey, why, why me, woe is me type of belief. Um, though the seven deadly sins are not explicitly categorized in the Bible, it is discussed throughout the entire word, and all these sins do come to mind. And again, as Joe was saying, uh, kind of what leads to them being the cardinal sins because these are the big ones where a lot of the sin does come from. Um, the biggest thing that, and Joe did an excellent job with the introduction, the biggest thing we don't want anybody to get mixed up here is sin is sin regardless of the sin. Um, there's not any, any one sin that's more egregious in the eyes of God than another. Uh, per Matthew 12, 32, roughly here, uh, the only one unforgivable sin is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Uh, which could be considered as a willful disbelief of God. Absolutely. You know, and we talk about these, you know, I want to, you know, provide as much information as I possibly can regarding the seven deadly sins. So, you know, with today being anger, you know, this is something, you know, that's very a very familiar emotion for, you know, I know for at least for myself and probably 90% of the people who are going to be listening to this episode. Um, but why is anger considered the seven deadly sin? So everyone has been angry at someone or something, something at, in their lifetime, you know, regardless of who you are, you've been mad about something. Uh, most of the time it's at someone because they have offended us either directly or indirectly. 
the Bible tells us that we should forgive. And this is something that, you know, has been something that's been really heavy in my heart here lately about, you know, forgiving. But in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32, and it says, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. We need to make sure that, you know, we forgive everybody. Now I'm getting a little ahead on myself because I want to talk about, you know, the virtue that's opposite of anger later on in the in episode. But that's something that I feel like I, I needed to say, you know, before we even get started, really, that, you know, the Bible tells us we need to forgive everybody regardless. Um, but if we hold on to it, the anger, <clears throat> it can lead us to a very dark place. Um, that pent-up anger can actually slowly turn to wrath and then hatred. Um, you know, this is something that, unfortunately, I know very well. Um, you know, I'm going to get a little personal about it right now, but whenever my, my dad passed away, um, I had a lot of a lot of anger issues. I was, I was, pretty, I was pretty upset. I was trying my best to live for God, but when my, when my dad passed away, it brought up some old feelings of my former self. And I allowed that anger to build up over time to the point where it almost cost me my marriage. Um, my wife and I, we had separated for a few months. You know, I've mentioned this in the the, the very first episode by talking about my testimony. Um, but I, I can be the, you know, I can tell you, you know, there, there's a lot of truth in what we're talking about today. You know, it's all true that I allowed anger to turn to hatred and it almost, almost cost me my marriage. Um, praise God, you know, he, he took care of that. He had his hand in that whole situation from the beginning and uh, he's still with us every single day. But I just want to thank him for that. But um, I know firsthand that it can, you know, turn from, you know, anger to wrath and then hatred. Um, and before you know it, you know, I didn't do this. But when it turns to hatred, you know, before you know it, you could be seeking revenge on your enemies and then vice versa. Um, and then it becomes a never-ending cycle of revenge, hatred, and violence that can go on for generations. And, you know, it makes me think back to talking about, you know, well, I don't like him or her because my mom and daddy didn't like his or her parents. You know, it's a very, very vicious cycle. And if, you know, it, it can ruin lives if you allow it to do so. Yeah, and uh, thank you for sharing that again, Joe, just with the... Uh with, with with the history of anger there and and, and likewise uh, uh anger can be a very destructive force and what does make it a, a deadly sin um very similar to joe I, I lost my father uh, i was at a very young age when i lost him but um you know carrying that anger with you absolutely can manifest in er other areas in life cause you to do things you're not proud of cause you to harm relationships and, and destroy them beyond any repair um Anger, for me personally, uh, anger was my drug. You know, I, I know we've got, and I'm, I'm not making a lot of the, anybody who struggled with any kind of addiction. Uh, you know, I never dwelled much with drugs or, or dab, dabbled in any of that. I never was much of a drinker. Uh, but I do know what it's like to be addicted, and, and anger was my addiction. Um, anger was, for a very long time, my motivation for getting up and getting going and starting my day. Um, just because <laughs> I wanted somebody to pay for the fact that I'm, I was able to wake up the next day. Yeah. Um, and that's not a fun way to live. At some point, that anger, you know, anger is oftentimes um, compared to warmth and hot and heat. And the problem is with anger, and I, I don't remember who said this, but it's a proverb, not from our book, but it could be, I don't know. Um, but a proverb I've heard uh, 
said something along the lines of uh, being angry is like holding on to a white hot coal but expecting it to burn the other person. Um, anger will keep you warm, but it will burn you out too. Absolutely. Completely agree. You know, kind of, you know, going back to like the last episode with pride, you know, anger is also extensively talked about in the Bible. And there are several places where, you know, it talks about, you know, anger and how to deal with you, deal with anger issues and stuff like that. But there's a few verses that I want to read. Um, the first place that I want to go to is um, in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26 and verse 27. And it says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. You know, verse number 26, that is a beautiful verse. It's a beautiful verse that, you know, we need to remind ourselves every day. But that's a very hard verse to live. Um, be completely honest with you, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for anybody. You know, I'm a very blunt and, you know, I'm a very, as my work would rather me say instead of blunt, very, very transparent. Because um, they don't like me using the word blunt. But it's, it's, it's the truth, you know. Living verse number 26 is very difficult um, because we are all humans. We all have emotions. We're all going to be angry at some point in time, but not sinning when we get angry. That's that's where it gets difficult. You know, people, you know, make jokes, you know, that, you know, Jesus, you know, he built a whip and he flipped the tables over inside the temple. You know, yes, Jesus done that. And he, you know, he wasn't sinning when he done it. He was angry because they were, you know, they were basically turning the temple into a flea market. And he was very upset about that. He was very angry, but he didn't sin. He didn't hit anybody. He didn't cuss anybody out. You know, he didn't do anything like that. But he let them know that, you know, he was going having he was having those emotions but that's you know that's a very it's a very thin line that we have to you know be careful we don't accidentally step over and start sinning because i'll be the first one telling you you know i mentioned this before i know i've mentioned it when i've been preaching and stuff you know i don't have good patience when it comes to people how they drive um people pull out in front of me and then want to do 10 miles an hour under the speed limit it it Thinking about it, to be honest with you, it gets me up, gets me a little, you know, a little heated because I just, it's something that that's, you know, that's that's a thorn in my flesh that I have to deal with every single day. You know, that's something that I had, I have to work on every single day to where I don't, I don't want to be like that. You know, I understand, you know, God, thing allow things to happen in, in situations. You know, that car that pulled out in front of me going ten miles an hour under the speed limit could be saving me from a very bad car wreck. You know, and I I know that deep in my heart, but in the the exact time when the anger is starting to fuel and fire and starting to grow, you know, I have a split second to make that decision whether I want to, you know, give God the glory that hey, you know, they may pull it out in front of me, but we didn't wreck, or they pulled out in front of me, I'm gonna cut their tires. You know, that's just being honest. You know, you have a split second to make that decision how you're gonna react. And the Bible tells us here to make sure that we do not sin when we get angry. And then we can't, you know, let the sun go down upon our wrath. You know, if I have an issue, you know, I need to do whatever I can to try to be, as we talked a few episodes ago, you know, being a peacemaker. You know, trying to make sure that we, you know, we talk to people, try to work out our differences, whatever it may be, you know, the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, and that's something that we need to do. And if we want to make sure that our you know, sun don't go down on our, you know, on our wrath, we need to make sure that we're trying to work out these situations. 
And in verse number 27, it's very simple. It says, neither give place to the devil. We all know, like I said in, in that the pride episode, if you give the devil an inch, he will take a mile. If you let him in, come in and just start creeping in just a little bit here and a little bit there, you know, God, the devil's not going to come upon you and just completely change your life completely in an instant. You know, I'll say it again, like I, like I did in the last episode, you know, little, um, what is the word I'm looking for? If you, uh, little, little compromises bring great destruction. Um, a preacher in our church said that one time and, you know, it's, it's so true because it's, we allow the little things to come in and those little things start to fester, just like anger. It comes in and starts to fester. And if we don't deal with it immediately, it becomes this great big thing. And that's something that we have to be very careful with, make sure that we don't allow, you know, allow it to cause us any sin because we're all going to get angry. I don't care who you are. You're going to get angry at some point in time in your life, but it's what you do with it is what the the Bible wants us to do is make sure we handle it correctly. Um, I'm trying to just interesting, interesting follow-up to that. You know, uh, that was something I struggled with too. Was the the road rage, especially that exact scenario when somebody pulls out in front of me and decides to go ten under. And I remember uh, when I was learning how to drive many, many moons ago. My, you know, I had my learner's permit. My mom was in the passenger seat with me, and somebody did that. And I remember I just got so frustrated and started just uh, venting to my mother about it. And she just she stopped and very calmly turned and looked at me. She said, "Well, son," she said, it's "like this." Yeah, that's an inconvenience. And yeah, that's frustrating. But that could be your guardian angel driving that car in front of you who could be slowing you down from a wreck or slowing you down from the state trooper who's waiting right around the corner with yeah. the radar again. <laughs> I wish I would have had that to be a little sooner yeah. whenever I was a teenager. Yeah. But funny enough, we mentioned road rage. Um, you know, just got a few interesting statistics here about road rage. Um, Ninety percent of drivers experience road rage, so it's not something that's uncommon. Uh, but one quarter of adults have committed an act out of road rage as well, oh, yeah. and more than one thousand people die in the U.S. per year due to road rage incidents. And that goes back to what Joseph just said: give the devil an inch. You've got to make that split-second decision: do I stop and say a prayer for this person, or do I maybe throw up a hand gesture and try to run them off the road? A thousand Americans each year don't make it home because. The devil took a mile from a driver. So just something to think about there. Yeah. So uh, the the next verse I want to read is Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 11. Um, and this is something that I struggled with for a very long time, to be completely honest with you. Because I did not have a filter between my brain and my mouth. Um, and it got me into a lot of trouble, especially when I was a teenager. But in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 11, it says, A fool uttereth all of his mind, but a wise man keepeth it till afterwards. What it's telling us here is that we need to slow down and think about what we're going to say before we say it. Because once you say something, there's no taking it back. You know, whether you are, you know, arguing with a spouse or your parents or, you know, you know, just anything that you say, once you say it out loud, you can never take those words back. And, you know, words can really hurt people. You know, people, you know, say all the time, you know, sticks and stones break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, whoever said that, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, they lie because words can hurt people very badly. Um, we all know that, you know, it. I'm not saying that, you know, we're all tender-hearted people that, you know, just because they say, oh, he looks funny that, you know, I'm going to go sit in the corner and cry or anything. 
But, you know, words can really destroy people's lives. You know, you tell lies about people and, you know, those lies get spread. You know, it can, tr can truly destroy people's lives. But it's telling us here that, you know, we need to make sure that we're putting that filter in. Um, we need to put, you know, we actually had a study or we actually heard had this preached on. This has been several years ago, but uh, one of the preachers in our church um, talked about, you know, it was like, you know, sifting flour. Back in the olden days, they would put the flour in that sifter and they would sit there and they would spin that handle, sifted all that flour out making biscuits and all the clumps that were left, throw it in garbage. Mm. That's the way we need to be whenever we're, when we're talking. We need to give enough time before we answer a question or before we even say anything at all. You know, is this what I'm getting ready to say? Is it one of those pieces of, you know, those clumps of flour that I need to throw in the garbage and not even say at all? Um, because the Bible clearly tells us here that a foolish person doesn't think about what they're going to say before they say it, but a wise person, you know, they, they refrain, they think about it, and as long as it's good things, then they'll say it. Um, yeah. And that's, honestly, that's something I struggle with to this day, uh, ironically enough, <laughs> a lesson I'm learning today. I uh, uh, need to be more careful about some of the things I say before I say them. Um, but another uh, verse jumps out at me as well uh, regarding anger. Uh, James uh, 1, 19 through 20. I'm reading from uh, the uh, New King James Version here. Uh, but it says, uh, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So there in James is telling us, Wrath and anger can lead to things that, you know, like I mentioned, I've done things I'm not proud of in wrath in moments of anger. And I'm sure several listeners out there have done things, and I'm sure Joe as well. We've oh, done yeah. things that we're not proud of in those heated moments of heated anger. Um, the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So I'm going to say this. It's okay to be angry. Angry is a very natural human emotion. But you also have a decision to make, especially as a Christian. You have a decision to make in those split seconds of that heated anger. What can you do with that anger? Can you be productive with that anger towards God? Or can you turn that anger into something that is righteous, righteous for God? Or do you let the devil take that mile from you? Do you commit sin? Do you do something, taking a situation, uh, taking a, uh, a bad situation and making it worse? Anger, psychology often believes uh, anger is actually a side effect uh, emotion. Uh, psychology tends to believe that anger is actually something that's used to mask things like fear. Um, in those moments of intense anger, it, everybody here's probably got a very good example that comes to mind when you hear the term think of anger, but th think of why you were angry in the first place. Were you angry out of defending yourself? Were you angry out of defending another? Were you angry out of fear were you angry out of fear of losing someone or losing yourself or losing your own life these are things to be aware of um, when you're unpacking that anger whenever you're maybe having to take it to god and pray about it absolutely and the the last place that i want to read talking about where the bible talks about anger is going to be um, psalm chapter 37 and verse 8 and it says cease from anger and forsake wrath Fret not thyself in any way, in any wise to the devil. Um, this is very simple. It tells us here that we need to make sure that once we feel that anger come up inside, we need to get we need to get rid of it as quickly as possible. 
Um, and here in just a few moments, we'll actually take a little deeper dive into what we can do to help, you know, with anger issues. Um, this is something that I wish would have been, you know, bestowed upon me years ago because um, I used to suffer from a lot of anger issues. Um, to be honest with you, I have broken both of my hands multiple times because of the anger issues that I had as a teenager. Um, but, you know, we need to make sure that we're not we're not doing anything to give the devil joy. And when he sees the devil, and the devil sees us out here acting like a fool because we're acting out of anger and we're, you know, we're throwing temper tantrums. Because, yes, children throw temper tantrums, but so do adults. Um, and when adults do it, it's even worse because we know better. We know that we should act like that. Um, and the Bible tells us that we need to cease from that and we need to forsake it. And, you know, like I said, don't give any place to the devil to give him any joy regarding that. So, uh, you know, with, like with the last episode, you know, there are virtues that are opposite of each one of these seven deadly sins. And the virtue that is opposite of anger is patience. Now, patience is the, is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. But I'm going to say this, and I want everybody, if you hear nothing else that I say today, please, please, for the love of God, hear me when I say this. Never, and I mean never, ask God or pray for patience. Because in order to receive patience, you have to go through troubles. So if you want, you know, if you want to bring on a whole lot of trouble in your life, the way you can gain patience, then you know that's that's your own, you know, accord if you want to do that. But I'm telling you, you better not ask for it because you're going to have things thrown at you in your life to where you're going to be tested to see if you're truly wanting to learn or not. Um, that was something that you know I'm very thankful that was told to me whenever I first started becoming a Christian when I first started going to church. Um, because as many people who know me, um, I do have patience for some things. There are a lot of things that I do not have patience for. Um, one of those things, which is what causes me anger, is how people drive. Um, but I know the fact that I should never ask or pray for patience because it's, it's going to cause you know issues to come forth because you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried by fire. And, you know, if we fail that, then that's just another test that we're going to have to go through again later on down the road. Um, but, you know, talking about, you know, the virtue, you know, about patience and everything, you know, this is some things that we can do to help ease us with the anger issues that we have. The first thing is we can do is reframe the issue at hand. Like you said a few minutes ago, why does it trouble me? You know, why, what, how has it affected my life to the point where I am sitting over here so mad and blown up and ready to just to have a full breakdown, like a full meltdown regarding the situation? And I promise you, you know, I've, I've actually done all of these since I wrote these down. Because um, I, I just, you know, I just, I want, you know, anytime that I give any type of word, whether I'm doing, uh, the daily devotions that I do, that me and Brother Levi do on Facebook, anytime that I preach, anything that I teach, you know, any word that I give to somebody, in order for me to be able to express that word to somebody and for it to really mean anything, I have to have that experience in my own life. So, you know, which each one of these, when I was doing this study, is like, you know what, I'm going to try to do every single one of these before we record this podcast. For, you know, for this, so I can sit here and say, yes, I have done these, and I can tell you, yes, they work, or no, they don't work, and all these really do help. But um, 
if you sit there and you think about, you know, why are why am I so angry about this situation? I came to realize that nine out of ten times after doing that, I ended up sitting there laughing because I realized how stupid that I was acting over such that didn't even matter. Like it was, oh yeah, he pulled out in front of me, you know. Oh well, I, I got honestly, I got to the point where I was just laughing. Um, another thing that you know, I don't have to worry about it so much now that I get to work from home. But you know, one thing that really bothered me used to was getting stuck in traffic. Yes, and uh, you know. Yeah, thank God I've, I'm for this one I haven't really got to experience a whole lot of that because like I said I don't leave the house that much. Um, we ran into some traffic when we went to the beach at the beginning of the month. Um, so you know when we were running into some of that heavier traffic, you know the the girls, you know my wife and my kids, they're in the back, you know they're in the car asleep. I just cranked the music up and I was just like you know I was praising God while we were going through this heavy traffic and it helped me. It helped me with my anger issues because a lot of people don't know how to drive. You know I, I joke about that obviously, but it's somewhat the truth as well. But um, practice mindfulness, which is taking deep breaths counting backwards you know that truly does help you know people used to struggle all the time you know they would rub their ears say woosah woosah <laughs> believe it or not if you if you stop and you take deep breaths in you know in through your nose out through your mouth and you exhale and you just try to relax it really does help um, another thing you can do is you know show gratitude you know think about the stuff that you're thankful for you know thank god you know like i said earlier you know you, we can thank god for all the things that we have because without him we wouldn't have any things that we do have another one and this one this is the one i'm gonna be blatantly honest with you it sucks <laughs> it absolutely is horrible and that's practicing upset, upset. practicing acceptance Except. because there's some things that you can't do anything about no matter what it is, there's nothing you can do about. But if you get to the point where you can accept that and know that God's still with you regardless, it's not going to be so bad. Um, another thing is getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. Now, this one, this one wasn't a fun one either. And it's actually, believe it or not, hand to God right now, I am experiencing this one right now. And you're probably thinking, well, what are you talking about? Whenever I was doing this study, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, get comfortably being uncomfortable. And that's, you know, like annoying sounds that you hear. Like, I hate when people tap and make noises just for, for <laughs> the fun of it. You know, it's annoying, you know, but let them do it. It's not hurting you any. Just let them do it. Right now, my right leg is itching so bad. I want to reach down and just like scratch my skin off because my leg is itching so bad. But I'm going to sit here and just, and my arm's itching now too. Like I'm going to sit here and just accept it. I'm not going to scratch it because I am trying everything I can in me to, you know, not ask for patience or pray for patience. But I'm going to slowly build that patience up because I'm going to sit here and just let it keep itching until it's done over with. It's just a mind thing. It's going to go away eventually. Um, and I know some people think it's pretty funny and they're, they're probably laughing thinking, oh, that's pretty stupid. But sit there and see how long you can go without scratching an itch when it really itches. It's not fun. It's, it's not fun at all. Um, another thing we can do is, you know, slow down and don't rush. You know, take time to think. You know, like I said, you know, I read a few minutes ago, um, you know, the Bible tells us that we need to take time and think. We don't need to, you know, just blurt out the first thing that we say or first thing that we hear or think. We just, we just need to slow down. 
And most of all, just have fun. You know, you know, people say it all the time, laughter is one of the best medicines, and it truly is. If you can get in a, a situation, like I said a few minutes ago, if you get in a situation and you're just mad and you're just – you wake up one day and you just want to watch the world burn. If you can find something to make you start laughing, by the time you start laughing, you've already forgot about what's troubling you. You're you're done, you're over with it, and you're just ready to move on to the next thing. And really, techniques techniques that I like to add, you know, while I was listening to Joseph here, I read, read through his, uh, it made me think of my, my sons, uh, my two sons. I have... An eight-year-old and a five-year-old. Uh, eight, eight going on sixteen and five going on thirteen in terms of attitude. But uh, they're super good kids and they're sweethearts. But they're young men uh, and they deal with anger and they deal with big emotions. And and anger is a big emotion uh, uh, for everybody. You know, it doesn't matter the age. Um, but my oldest son it just made me think back to a story. We we went to a trampoline park here a few towns away and. Uh, <laughs> the road rage uh, gene is, is definitely in my oldest here. Uh, a little boy cut him off from going onto the balance beam, and he was just so distraught about it. But um, this technique is something that's worked with me, and, and it kind of makes you realize what Joseph was saying. There's nine times out of ten. You know, nine times out of ten, it was you, you find yourself kind of laughing at the situation. But my son was very distraught, so I sat him down with him. I said, Tyler, I said, what's wrong? And he told me, he said, the, the little boy, he got in my way and it was my turn. And, you know, as an adult, I can kind of look back and laugh at that. But in that moment, he felt very strong oh, and, yeah. and his anger was very real. So I asked him, I said, okay. And this is, I asked him three questions that I sometimes have to remember and struggle to remember, but I have to ask myself, okay, Tyler, is it going to matter in five minutes? No, daddy. Okay. Is it going to matter tomorrow? No, daddy. Is it going to matter next year? No, daddy. Sometimes I have to remind myself, especially when that, you know, if I do get that cut off in traffic or if I'm having words with someone or <laughs> if things are getting heated, I have to, that's, and that's the challenge of it, of stopping in that moment saying, is this going to matter in five minutes? Is this going to matter in five days? Is it going to matter in a year? And if the answer to these are no, then that really helps with that reframing. It really helps you kind of reframe that and realize, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. Again, like I said, sometimes anger is needed, and sometimes anger can be a good thing to have. Uh, but again, it's all what you do with it. Uh, patience is is, a, is definitely a virtue, as they say. Um, and and <laughs> I, I've I've made the mistake of asking God to help me with my. I've actually said, God, give me patience, um, and He will uh, by testing you, your patience. Um, and with three children, my patience gets tested a lot. Uh, and I realized very quickly, I don't need to ask God for patience. I need to ask God to help me with my patience. Um, another big thing that, that I do like to do is, and, and Joseph spoke eloquently about it, is prayer. You know, you can pray anytime. And there's absolutely no problem with praying anytime. Uh, there's no right or wrong way to pray, uh, in my opinion. You, I pray going down the road almost every day. Um, that's, you know, I, I've had church by myself stuck in traffic. Um, oh yeah, you know, just just praying, not I head not bowed, eyes not closed, just just laying it all on God and for Him to hear, and that can be the most relieving thing, just getting it off your chest and get and who better to get off your chest too than your Creator, and, you know, the, the one who sees it, the one who knows it, the one who, you know, who is you know testing right now too. He wants to hear that from you, 
but also the caveat to that. When you do lay that, you know, metaphorically speaking here, lay that on the altar of God. Leave it on the altar of God. Let God have it. Let God handle that. He's there to take that from you. And I don't know why, but this this little saying just, came, just popped in my head, and it could be relevant to this. Maybe somebody out there needs to hear it. I don't know, but just thinking about that, leaving it to God. You know, in my times of anger, you know, it's usually when, when stress is high and things are frustrated. And there's sometimes in those moments, I, 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 I feel like, I can't remember the book's name, but is it, are you there, God? It's me, Matt. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes I feel like I don't get an answer back. But this little saying came up to me, and I heard it the other day, and my wife and, and, and her uh, knowledge uh, and wisdom gave this to me. But she said, when you feel like God's not listening and God's not hearing, think about this. The teacher is the most quiet during the test. So. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really good. So with, you know, trying to, you know, land this plan, come into our final thoughts, you know, I just, I want to point out, you know, like we said earlier, you know, we're, we're all human. We're all going to get angry. We're all going to make mistakes, you know, but it's learning from those mistakes, you know, knowing, you know, that, you know, we can't continue to, you know, every time someone pulls out in front of you, you can't just, you know, automatically just give them the finger and cuss them out and then expect God to, you know, move in situations in your life. You know, yeah, we're going to make mistakes, but we need to work towards trying to, you know, better ourselves for God. Um, you know, and something that Drew said in the Pride episode, you know, is re- I've really thought about that a lot, is that, you know, Yes, we know sin is sin, and we know that if we sin, we need to come to, you know, we need to come to Jesus, confess our sins, you know, and he'll be an advocate to the Father for us. But, you know, do we truly hate the sin as much as God hates the sin? You know, and that's something that I've really thought about a lot, because if we truly hated the sin as much as God hates the sin, then we would come to a point where we'd quit doing it. But, like I said, we're all human. We're all flesh. We're all going to make mistakes. But it's how we learn and we grow from those mistakes and just move forward, you know, pressing toward the, you know, the calling of God. And, uh, you know, like I said, our, our flesh is not perfect. But the Bible says that in order for us to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you know, we have to have our hearts have to be without spot, without blemish. Because this old, this old body of mine, you know, it's, it's never going to be perfect. But I have to have a perfect heart in order to see heaven, in order, you know, to, to love God. Um, but that's all I have for my final thoughts. Matthew, you have anything else? I uh, just want to throw out just a, a verse that jumped out at me uh, during that. Uh, Mark eleven twenty five 25 uh, says, uh, And whenever you stand, uh, excuse me, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you for your trespasses. Um, Forgiveness is tough. It can be really tough, um, especially in certain situations. Um, but the thing is about forgiveness is sometimes you don't forgive people for them. Sometimes you need to forgive them for you. That way you can let go of the anger. That way you can let it go. And all else fails, pray. That's really all I got. <laughs> Okay, so for the fun fact of the day, um, this is something that I'm going to be completely honest with you. I literally just looked it up about 45 seconds ago because I didn't really like the fun fact that I had for today. So I wanted to find something else, and I came across this, and uh, 
I it was hard for me to believe to be completely honest with you. But did you know that Australia is wider than the moon? The moon sits at 3,400 kilometers, which is 2,113 miles in diameter, while Australia's diameter from east to west is almost 4,000 kilometers, which is 2,485. I would have never guessed that. I have a buddy that lives in Australia, actually. He, uh, he lives in... Uh, what is it, the new new Wells? I can't remember exactly what it's called. Mungie, please forgive me for that, because um, I know you listen to these as well. But you know, I, I would have never thought that Australia was wider than the moon, because you, you see the moon up in the sky and it looks so huge from how far away we are. But yeah, Australia is wider than the moon. Um, but yeah, that's your fun fact for today. Um, once again, just want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Um, if you would like to continue this conversation, you can reach out to us on the Facebook group. Uh, it's the Unapologetic Christian Podcast. Um, we have hit over 100 members now. Very, Woo. very thankful for that. Um, we'd love to continue this conversation with you. Or if you have any questions or if you would just, you know, want some more information about you know what we talked about today um just reach out to us we're more glad to talk to you pray with you whatever you may need um we are available now on spotify apple Podcasts, amazon Podcasts, and podbean so if you will you know we're we're working our way to get on every single major platform for podcasts um leave us a review you know drop us a share you know every time you like a podcast review it or share it it helps to get into the ears of more people, um, and you know we just we want to spread you know the gospel you know as to many people as we possibly can. You know it's nothing that we want to do in ourselves. You know I I don't I don't see ever trying to get anything out of doing the podcast other than giving God the glory for it because He put this you know this ministry in my heart and this what this is you know it's uh it's a like it's a new age ministry you know i'm not going you know door to door spreading the gospel but in this way you know i can reach we can reach people regardless of where we're at in the world um like i said i i have a buddy that lives in australia actually and i know he listens to these um so i i can't i can't thank y'all enough um but like i said just leave us a review share you know like the podcast whatever um but we thank you all so very much for listening hope everybody has a blessed day until next time have a good day